But see, I don't feel bad about having no hope for the future. I'm not complaining about it. Uh I revel in it. Right, right. (laughs) Uh I want to crawl inside my cold grave with a smile on my face, Uh knowing that it was all pointless anyway. Nathan. Uh, this is a podcast with a simple premise. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music. Typically, it's things that people submit to us, um, and then we just give our honest reaction to it. Uh, we're not critics. We're not reviewers, per se. Uh, we don't make any sort of uh, value judgments about our opinions. We just honestly react to what we hear. Sometimes that makes people mad. Sometimes it makes people happy. Either way, our main goal with this is just to get uh, get music out to new people, honestly. And uh, some people find our uh, the way that we, we go about doing it funny and entertaining, so God bless you for that. Um, but beyond that, you know, we just, uh, we're grown a, grown-ass men, 30- and 40-year-old men that uh, still really like punk and hardcore. It's about the only thing that we do really enjoy. So uh, we get together every week and talk about it. We were doing it anyway, so we figured why not put some microphones in front of us. That's about all there is to it. Yep. Um, the format for the show is we have 10 bands in the queue each week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through about five or six of them. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we very much encourage, if you like anything that you hear on the show, if you can, if you have the means, pick up a physical copy of it. If it's not on a physical uh, release, pick up a digital copy of it. If they're playing in your area, go see them. Even if it's something that we don't like, uh, with very, very rare exception, uh, we still encourage people who do like it to go out and actively support it. I've been getting a bunch of messages this last week from people saying, you know, the last five, six releases that they bought are things that they heard on here. And uh, that oftentimes it's stuff that we don't even necessarily like. And like, as much as we have been compared to the Statler and Waldorf of hardcore, ultimately that is the overarching goal and theme of the show is to get people interested and engaged because there's a tendency, especially with older folks in punk and hardcore and sometimes younger people uh, who are coming into the scene to look back with rose-colored glasses and think that the grass was always greener in the past, that there was cooler things going on 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And uh, the fact of the matter is that there are new bands coming out every day that are fucking dope. So if this show has turned you on to something, then, you know, I think we've, uh, we've done our job. Yeah. Uh, so on that tip, let's just go ahead and get right into it this week because we've been leading the last few episodes with... Uh, a good 10-minute bout of ranting every every episode for the last two or three. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm, I, I've got nothing to say this week. I'm on my best behavior this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Literally I think, nothing has bothered me all week. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. But it's true. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that expresses itself during throughout the course of this episode. Because I actually, I got a report that uh, from, from a friend of mine and a, a loyal listener of the show that even though at the top of the last episode you said you were going to be on your best behavior mm-hmm. and have positive Nate attitude, that you were in fact worse that episode than you were on the previous episode, which you apologized for. I don't think I was worse. I, that was a pretty positive day for me. I, I felt pretty good. I mean, I I talked about rounding people up and putting them in vans and sinking the vans in the river. Yeah, you did. So what? Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
right? I, think I wasn't. I wasn't uh, actively disparaging any one person. That's or true. Any one group of individuals. Right. Well, mm. by group I mean like <laughs> an identifiable like nuclear set of individuals that you know like you can look up on Facebook or whatever it is you use and uh, find pictures of them. Okay, so you mean like a band? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I was going to say you were definitely were were disparaging some demographics. Yeah. Right. You know. Of what course. I, mean? I think I think maybe what this speaks to is the fact that many of our listeners aren't just are just not well versed in what a good and positive day looks like for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess, yeah, from my perspective, you did seem fairly positive. You were in very good spirits. Absolutely. I had a smile on my face. I was in a good mood. Right, right. I think people maybe just aren't used to how that expresses itself for you. I find it impossible to believe that Mm -hmm. people go through their day and not have a single shitty fucking thought right about like broad sections of the planet no for sure if you're not admitting to that then that's there's no way yeah no it's if you're not admitting that to yourself or to your peer group it's it's uh it's through some some sort of insecurity or fear right it's not it's not real right right? like uh, sitting in 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 judgment of others is one of my favorite pastimes it's everybody's favorite fucking pastime it's incredible it's a it's a fun it's a fun way to spend your day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's there's that old that that old saying, only God can judge me. Yeah. When, well, when I, well, I beg to differ, friend. When I see people that are genuinely like in some sort of like I guess blissful state of mind, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, at least externally, right? R- right. Life f- for them appears to be like a target commercial or something. Sure. I am in utter disbelief that that is in any way real. Oh, yeah. There's not a chance in hell. That is a facade of the highest order. Right. Um, so on that note, we did, we did, now, now we've started ranting. So let's get, let's rein it back in and let's, uh, let's see what's in the queue this week. So first up, we've got an Indiana local, a band called Interference Patterns. Uh, our friend Chris Lawrence from the band Flux Capacitor is in this band. I have listened to part of this record and I enjoyed it. Um, but I have not listened to the entire release, I don't believe. I've listened to maybe a track or two when he first put it up, and I liked what I heard, but that was at the beginning of the year now, so I could use a refresher on it. Then we have got TV Crime um, with their release Metal uh, Metal Town. This was sent to me by my friend Haley. They typically have fairly good taste and shit. Um, sometimes not, because Haley also likes fucking A Day to Remember and shit, but <laughs> they know what I like, so when our tastes do align... I think it's with some degree of confidence that they recommend something to me. So I, uh, it looks cool for sure. The art looks cool. Uh, I think they're, yeah, they're from Nottingham, UK. So we'll see how it goes. Um, then we have got Blowhard with their Demo 19, which is a return uh, from last week. California punk band, they self-submitted, said it was jangly, uh, not too self-serious, hardcore punk. And then we have got Chard, which is another return from last week, I believe. They are a Deerfield Beach, Florida death metal band. Uh, with their release, Prayers of Malediction. Then we have got Tortured Skull with Pretentious Ruination Demo. Uh, it's a couple new songs. We had Tortured Skull on the show before. They sent in uh, a new batch of songs for us to check out. Then we have got Remain and Sustain with their release, Rive. This was sent to a listener of the show, uh, Logan. He... um. He sent us a few things. We haven't liked any of it so far. Keep sending them, Logan. Keep sending them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at this. Looks like I'm not going to, neither one of us are going to like it. It's right. for fans of Knocked Loose, uh, Every Time I Die, The Chariot. 
I assure you we're not going to like this, but I'll give it a fair shake. Maybe the fans of Knock Loose Every Time I Die in the Chariot also like good music. You don't know. Oh, there are, yeah, no, there are some for sure. There's not a, there's no doubt in my mind, but if they are, if they are channeling those bands sonically. Pretty... Yeah, maybe it's just for fans of those bands. Oh, oh, okay. Right. We're redefining what for fans of means. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then we have got uh, the band Sugar Pill from Illinois. This was another self-submission. They said it was kind of dream poppy shoegazy stuff. They, I think they, yeah, they sent a, a link to a couple Spotify songs that they wanted us to check out. I don't think they have a band camp. Get on that, guys. That, uh, that helps immensely. Not just for us, but in general, for people to find your music. Then we have got a submission from my homie TJ, the band Uzi, with Kadena de Odio. Um, they're from Bogota, Colombia. So, again, in, uh, in the spirit of what we've said in, in several other episodes... International submissions typically make us happy just because I think that the West, specifically America, gets a shit ton of shine for uh, its contemporary punk and hardcore scene because there's a lot going on here. But there's actually a lot going on literally everywhere. Yeah. And in uh, previous episodes, I my day has always been enriched by getting a chance to listen to some, some international hardcore and punk because... Typically speaking, uh, you can hear regional influence on it, and it's usually fairly refreshing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hope that we get to that. The art looks really fucking cool. Then we've got Louisiana Lot Lizards with Back to the Lamp. This is another Indiana band. I have not listened to this release. They played my house. I will say that they are a superb live band. Very much outside my purview, sonically. Like, not really my shit, but like, I booked them on a show at my house because I knew they drew. I knew kids really liked them, and they're nice dudes. Really, really good like live performance. I can't really speak to the quality of the... Well, I can speak to the quality of the music. I can't speak to necessarily my enjoyment of the music, but I've not, really, I've not listened to this release, so perhaps I'll be pleasantly surprised. And then last up, we have got a suggestion from uh, my homie Meyer with uh, the Alien Birth self-titled cassette release. This is a band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This just came out on December 2nd, so it's only been out like a week. Meyer plays in the band Moist Boy. He sends in a lot of stuff to the show. He had actually submitted the newest Moist Boy cassette. Uh, The only problem is that Nate and I have both heard that cassette and both already really enjoy it. So it's kind of counter to the spirit of the show for us to listen to it on the show. So sorry, Meyer, but I will suggest that you purchase the tape. Maybe we can do something fancy like do a fade out on that Moist Boy. Okay. Right at the end. So you get a chance to hear what it sounds like. Now we're talking. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Or yeah. maybe that'll be the intro to this episode. We can do something like that. That yeah. way that way it shows up. Right, yes, exactly. Right. Well, I, at this point in the show, the listener will actually know more about that than we do currently. Right. Isn't that a wild thing to think about? It is about? crazy. Because they'll have either heard it fading in, or they will have now heard us speak about it, right. and will know that it didn't fade into the show so that they're going to hear it at the end. So let us know how it goes. Let us know how it turns out. Right. It's weird to think that a person in the future... <laughs> currently knows more about our plans for this show than we do as we're recording it. Each episode is like a time capsule. It really is. Um, so that's everything that we got in the queue this week. Let's go ahead and roll the, uh, roll the dice and see what's up first. Okay. One. Okay, one is Interference Patterns. Um, the Bandcamp is interferencepatterns.bandcamp.com. The name of the record is Null Reference. It's a six-song EP. Um, so if I remember correctly, this is kind of... Um, it's... Screamo in the most traditional sense of that word, 
in the in in the sort of three one G level plane sense of the word, uh, mid to late nineties, turn of the century type of stuff. I remember liking this. There's a handful of bands from that scene that I really dig. I like some of the whinier, dumber aspects of that that scene, like Seisha. Not mo- not most of that kind of stuff. This I think was more in the maybe like page ninety nine orchid sort of world. Yeah, and which that's I know something is not that I shit. just kind of dipped a toe in. Right. And uh, completely ignored. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so our homie Chris plays guitar in this band and uh, and sings for them. I can definitely vouch for Flux Capacitor. Really good um, Indiana grind band that's been going for a long fucking time. Nate and I's band have played many shows with them over the years. Chris is a homie, so if, uh, if Nate or I end up hating this, no hard feelings. But like I said, I'm pretty sure I remember digging this. I cannot remember if the first song has any sort of uh, wacky, pretentious intro, but it's just to noticeably be s- shorter than the rest. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, not noticeably. It's twenty seconds shorter than the next song. But just to be safe, because Screamo does lend itself to like goofy, yeah. spoken intros and sound bites and shit. Let's just go ahead and listen to the second song, "Inept in Action." Okay. So we are going to listen to "Inept in Action" by Interference Patterns off of their release "Null Reference." <laughs> We just heard the song Inept in Action by the band Interference Patterns off of their EP Null Reference. Nate? Uh, I don't really hear Orchid a lot in that or any of that sort of H1G. I hear a bit more... H1G? Yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Yeah. Um, I hear a bit more like Slap a Ham. And sure. like, man, maybe, maybe it's because the way it was recorded with the bass sounding like it did. Yeah. And like the, the gruffer delivery of vocals, mm-hmm. you know, like... That sounded more like Man is the Bastard or like Intensive Care or something like, which is, a, you know, a newer project, but like right. just burly. I mean, the guitar was really buried in there too. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really reminded me more of like a lot of like drum and bass, like really gnarly sure. uh, PV adjacent stuff than anything Screamo, except for that 
jangly part in the middle. Right. Um, get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm all on board with this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that with Chris being the, the primary songwriter in this band, you're going to, it's go, you're, you'll be hard pressed to not hear those like power violence yeah. and slapping him and man is a bastard influences in there because that's Chris's bread and, right. and butter and he does it very well. Um, yeah. So the jangly, but, but there was, if you notice in the tags and the band camp tags, one of the tags is emo violence. Yeah. Come on. Right. Well that, you know, that was a, that was a, a thing that occurred. Right. And yeah. you get bands like, like bucket full of teeth, which I think that this is pretty closely adjacent to yeah. that were drawing equal parts, even at the time in 2000, whatever, right. From that world of like West coast PV stuff and that, screamo stuff and i think that this song at, at least definitely aired more on the side of what you were just referencing yeah. um but you know the jangly sort of screamo part was still a significant portion of that song i mean it was you know a third of the a third of the song easily yeah but i don't know it just like i said i heard more iron lung, re- re- lung records and slap a ham than i did right. like anything else in that i agree even, with even that from yeah. the packaging mm-hmm. the name of the band interference pattern sure has like you know a I mean, it's a scientific term. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, it has that sort of austere, ambiguous, you know, it's it's not, just from the name of the band alone, you can't draw any conclusions about what it might sound like. So sure. it sounds a little mysterious, a little austere. Right. It sounds a little clinical. Right, right, right. right. When you look at the artwork on it, right, mm-hmm. it's just a series of red bars with an arrow, you know, indicating, like, you know, the uh, double slit experiment. Right. Right. And, and stuff like that. So it, 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 the total package to me is much more sure. inspired by something like Iron Lung right. than anything else. Right, or even like the more uh, sort of esoteric, arty end of the Youth Attack catalog. Yeah. You know, like this this isn't a world away from a band like Dangers. Right. Or something like that, uh, falling broadly into the sort of chaotic, hardcore spectrum of things in the least corny way that I can utilize that term. So yeah, I think that maybe just Chris's pedigree allows him to infuse influences, like Orchid influences and Page 99 influences, in with that other stuff. And the other stuff sort of takes precedence and supersedes those other influences in a way that makes this maybe more sonically palatable to a person like yourself. And perhaps is why I felt more fondly about this than I would a lot of bands that are drawing from similar influences in the present day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but in general, yeah, I think that was really good. Uh, I'll check out the rest of it and see if there if there's any uh, if there's any uh, sucker punches in there. Sure. Of uh, horseshit. Well, but that that track, I like that track. And at the very least, like Chris is not a uh, a sort of like it's not a person that's prone to wallow in self pity and right. shit. So like you're not going to get even if he is drawing from those influences, he's missing purposely. One would assume the melodramatic, shitty, self indulgent elements of that stuff, and instead just channeling like the sonic chaos of right. those bands, which arguably is like the one sort of lasting redeeming quality it's, it's of that It's the only shit. appealing quality of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good. I fuck with that. I, I tried to get them at a, uh, on a show at my house coming up on the 27th of December, but they can't play because I think a couple of members got families and shit. So. Oh, oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't tell you how many bands I've asked to play that show. They've been like, hey man, I'm sorry, I got holiday stuff. <laughs> yeah, good for you. You got a yeah. happy family. Go get your fucking presents and your stocking stuffers, you fucking babies. 
Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's roll the let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Uh, one. Okay, one again. So we got a new we got a new system where we're it rearranging works every bands. Time. It works every band. Or, yeah, it works every time. We're we're doing we're doing much better than we did at the at the beginning. So number one this time around is Metal Town or is TV Crime with the release Metal Town. Um, the Bandcamp is tvcrime.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this was sent to me by my homie Haley. It is yeah, thirteen songs. So it's mm. like a proper ass LP. Yeah. Um, it's described uh, well. Their their descriptions merely says pub city rockers. So I don't know what I'm expecting from this. Maybe some. I'm almost expecting some Lord sort of like proto oi pub rock type shit. That'd be nice. I mean the the artwork is like big block letters with like bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the artwork on this. Um, they're from the UK. They're from Nottingham. So. If we get some like cool pub rock shit, I'll definitely like one of the releases called "In the Gutter." You know, clocking yeah. in, clocking out. It seems like working class proto oi shit. Yeah, the first song on this is called "Hooligans," right? So it seems like you know what you're getting. If this right. doesn't deliver on that promise, I will be very surprised. Do you just want to open up with the first track on this, or do you want to pick a different one? Um, I was thinking that, or the fucking title track. Okay, yeah, we could do the we could do the title track. I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. I mean, if um, you're gonna name the album after it, it's probably the the zinger. One would hope. All right, cool. So yeah, go, let's go ahead and do that. So we're gonna listen to Metal Town off of the release of the same name by the band TV Crime from Nottingham, UK. We just heard the song Metal Town off of the LP of the same name by the band TV Crime. Nate? I don't need to hear another another other, another note of music. Right. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, it's fucking great. I'm looking at the website now, and so I'm going to buy that. Yeah. That is a band that will get me to go actually go to a bar mm-hmm. and yeah. enjoy it. I'll, right. I'll stand in the bar for the duration of their set, yep. and then I will immediately stand outside <laughs> yep. and yep. or leave, depending on who else is playing. Sure. You, it, we've said it before. If you don't like that, you don't like music. Right. 
It's that simple. I think, you don't like guitar-based music. I think for some that has become one of our catchphrases. Yeah. If you don't like that, you don't like music. But I think I think that can that can be pretty uh, accurately applied to this. I mean, what the fuck is there not like about that? Yeah. What could you possibly? What possible complaint could you levy against that? You, you could, know what I mean? You, you could list any number of like upbeat poppy rock references right any number of them and they all apply there so what's the fucking point right but um yeah that's about as good as that shit comes yeah yeah it's uh it it reminded me of uh one of our favorite releases of last year that civic seven inch yeah um anthemic without being corny pulling from as i suspected a lot of that's maybe sort of proto oi pub rock sort of Stuff that occupied that that weird kind of glam working class area bands like Slade yep. and uh, things of that nature, which I fucking love. And all of those first wave oi bands were pulling from that shit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this. I mean, this is just how can you go wrong with this? Right. This you know is, what I mean? You know what this is? This, this record right here, this music mm-hmm. is that first fucking day in like March. Mm-hmm. Where it cracks like sixty degrees. Oh yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And 100%. it's like it's like still fifty five or sixty degrees out at like seven PM. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you decide, fuck it, I'm wearing shorts today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You put this fucking record on. Sure. It's 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 the uh the first drive with the car windows down of the year. Yeah. You know what for I mean? Real. Yeah. Yeah, this is fucking great. Haley, uh, yo, shout out for for sending this over to me, uh, to us rather. You uh, you were very correct in assuming that we would enjoy this. This fucking rules. I am probably also going to order this, despite the fact that the only place to order it outside the UK is from a uh, German label. So the shipping will probably be kind of stupid, but I don't care. This yeah, is... you said they Static Shock put a single out. Yes, yeah, Shock and Sailor. You're still ordering from from you know, the UK. UK. You're right. still paying shipping. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it would yo if there are any. Well, I know for a fact that there are some US labels and distros that listen to this yo get this in your distro if you don't have it yet. yeah for real because this shit fucking yeah. rules um and this came out in september of this year if the rest of the record is as good as that which i assume that it probably will be because again if you can execute that formula that well it's hard for me to imagine that you're going to fuck it up on any of the other songs but um if that's the case this is probably going to sneak its way into into one of my favorite releases of the year this is really fucking good like it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find something that's more in my lane than this. Yeah, it's really good. And what, yeah. what else can you say? What else can you say? It fucking rules. Thanks, uh, thanks, Haley, for sending that over. That fucking ruled. Let's uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Two. Okay. Two is Charred with Prayers of Malediction. The Bandcamp is charred.bandcamp.com. Um, like I said at the top of the episode, this is a Deerfield Beach, Florida band, um, a death metal band, ostensibly, right? I. Uh, I will say I, hmm, how to put this? I always hesitantly accept a band's self-description as death metal until I hear it myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I fully own being a pretentious dick about that. It's just that I've heard a lot of bands that claim to be channeling death metal and are really not doing a great job of it. But that said, between the name of the band, the name of the release some very good art uh, on the cover of this that I really dig. Looks like they, uh, looks like they're, they're serious about it. I mean, the fucking, the first song of the record is called incantations of the pyromancer. Yeah. It I, seems like death metal. My, my, my hope is that it, it as with the art mm-hmm. and the, the visual presentation, right. That it airs more on the raw end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have no interest in over polished, nah. like students, like, like over polished, 
studio perfection fucking right. death metal. No. I have no love for that whatsoever. That is that shit is soulless and boring. Yeah, and like even even that's the stuff of that that I kind of enjoy on first pass, I very, very rarely revisit it. Like somebody sent it this into us and we had already listened to it, I know, independently and together, but that new blood incantation record. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. You know what I mean? I I think it's very good at what it does. It's just like I don't I don't want to really revisit it. It's, yeah. I, I, I would hesitate to call it soulless because I can't speak for the fucking people in that band. I'm sure that they're putting their all into it. And for what that is, it's incredibly well executed. But stuff that airs on the more technical like side of death metal, it's just rare for that it really sticks with me. It's stuff that is just so, I mean, we've got to play every note flawlessly. Right, right, right. Everything has to be the fastest. Everything has to be the most intricate. Right. It's fucking boring. Yeah. And that's not only new new death metal bands. No, no, no. Not, not at all. I mean, I mean, you know, I've seen Morbid Angel a few times, and they're one of the most boring fucking bands I've ever seen live. Right. They just stand there. Right. And look down while f- f- fans blow their fucking hair back. Right. It's fucking boring. Now, I do like Morbid Angel. I like Morbid Angel. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, alters and all that stuff. Sure. But performance-wise, right. I'd much rather see you fucking goof it up a little bit and rage right. on fucking stage. For sure. Than stand there like four long-haired statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, say what you will about obituary. Uh, I mean, we've discussed it before. First few records are, are, are pretty hard to contend with. But if you look, I mean, even now, they fucking kill it live. I've seen them a handful of times. So they're always great. But... uh if you look at footage of them from like 95 and shit, the shows are fucking insane. Like it looks like that that's that's where I want to go when I die. Like they look fucking nuts. And like they're yeah, sure there's not the same level of technical proficiency. Right. Or like I guess flawless live reproduction of the records that you might get from a, a more technical de- death metal band, but the shows are insane, right? So this does look like it's probably airing more on the side of that because we have a few songs on here uh, under two minutes long, mm-hmm. which on a death metal record is a breath of fresh air. So uh, what what song do you want to do? Um, I kind of like I kind of like Entity of War. It's a uh, it's a good sort of classic death metal song name. It's kind of right in the middle of the record. Okay. Um, do you want to do that one? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay. So we are going to listen to Entity of War by the band Chard off of their release Prayers of Malediction.
All right, we just heard the song Entity of War by the band Shard off of their release Prayers of Malediction. Uh, that is heavily in the fucking chapel of Celtic Frost. Oh, yeah. Which is where death metal should come from. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Raw, that shit would fit well on a punk bill. Right. Right? Yep. And it probably isn't, I guess, surprising when you think about like our overall music taste. I want to hear death metal that airs more on the punk end of things. Sure. And like the early death metal end of things, right. than I do on you know the the overproduced hyper technical shit that you know right a lot of people would call death metal say like post maybe like ninety eight right you know what I mean yeah for sure uh, yeah that was that was really really good um, I mean yeah of course the the Celtic Frost influence is, is very clear there there was the full on Tom. Tom G. Warrior. Damn Buster Oof at the end. Which is one of the best sounds that you could put in a song. Straight up. It really is. I I actually reflected on this last year. Like, I was was listening. I was listening to Celtic Frost. And when he does that for the first time on that record, on uh, Into the Crypts of Rays... I was thinking about it. I was, I was, I was getting like a little bit emotional just thinking about the first time I heard that record and like how influential it, it was on me and like how that sound, like his ooh, is actually has actually like it, no hyperbole, no humor in this. I mean, it is funny inherently, but like dead serious. That has informed my musical taste. Like sure. that sound, sure. that energy that's like embodied in that more than like some entire records have, it's, you know what i mean it's it's pavlovian my right. response but here's the thing you can wear that out you, oh sure you sure. don't need more than one right per song no 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 yeah yeah right although every sometimes a celtic frost song will have three or four and yeah it's fine, yeah but, but they can get away with it sure yes but other than that you, you're overdoing it you're right. overspending that currency for sure um, but that was perfectly placed one in that song. or maybe two per song and right. that's it and yeah i got no i got no complaints with that whatsoever no um, i loved that um the there was like yeah, it was it was uh, hearkening back to a time when punk and metal and hardcore and all those things were, uh, you know, they're still kissing cousins, but they were very much at that point still occupying the same spaces. Right. I mean, when you think about it, is a lot of that early sort of like black metal and proto black metal stuff. I mean, that shit wouldn't exist without punk, right? Like right. all of Venom and all of that stuff was, and and the whole wave of uh, like new wave of British heavy metal stuff was channeling punk energy through a metal lens right so when bands manage to pull that off now in a way that seems um sincere because this didn't on on the same token it didn't feel like uh just like a sort of cheap reproduction of that stuff Mm -hmm. there was actually like some moments like especially in some of the drumming with the sort of like tom breaks like what you could loosely describe as sort of like modern hardcore influence that was very subtle but worked incredibly well and instead of just feeling like a pure throwback felt like kids who were like actively channeling and hybridizing like punk and hardcore and death metal in a way that felt like honest to their experience and, and accurate to their experience. Right. It was really good. I fucking, I really loved that. I, I, I like it too. I'll listen to the rest of it. Yeah. If I got to say one bad thing, mm-hmm. I don't like the logo. Really? I see. You're always on this about fucking logos. I like that logo. Uh, it's got, it's got the symmetry that it needs. It's got the spikiness that it needs and it's got the, the, the rough, Mm-hmm. Like sort of quality to it. It's not an overpolished logo right. for the you know because the music's not overpolished. Sure, but I'm pretty good at reading death metal script, uh-huh. right? Unless it's just a complete fucking splatter right. of you know black metal or gore grind bullshit, right? Right. Uh, that looks like 
churned or chored to me. It does. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Sure. In but, fact, I almost called them churned. Right. Just glancing at it, and my brain saw churned. You're not wrong. I just uh, I I rarely consider legibility in my consideration of the quality of a death metal. I don't logo. consider legibility, but I mean, you know, come on, nobody's gonna know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I don't think that is. I don't think that's accurate. I think it's accurate. Well. Either way, I like the logo chart. Uh, Nate and I often digress on opinions about logos. This is no exception. I, I think that logo is just fine. But more importantly, I thought the music ripped, and I'm stoked to hear the rest of that release for sure. That was uh, that was really dope. Let's uh, uh, yo once again, Florida, churning out a bunch of fucking dope shit. Churning out good death metal bands like churned. Like churned. <laughs> All right, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. We can we can get through a few more. Four. All right, let's see what that is. So we've had a couple episodes where we didn't like anything. And we've liked everything so we've far. liked everything so I, far. I was going to comment on that, too. The fates have been kind to us. Now, this of all the stuff that we've gotten so far today, this is maybe the one that we're least likely to enjoy, but I don't want to come to any snap judgments. Um, so this is Sugar Pill. They do not have a band camp, so we'll go ahead and look it up on Spotify. I can't give you guys a URL for that, but Sugar Pill, it's all one word. Um, they are, like I said, an Illinois dream pop band of their uh, by their own description. We'll fucking see. Um, let's see. They actually sent, um, I believe they sent what, songs that they wanted us to check out. So mm. they had two two songs that they suggested, Heavy Cloud and In Living Memory. Uh, let's just go with, let's go with Heavy Cloud because I like that name more. Okay. So we are going to listen to Heavy Cloud by the band Sugar Pill from Illinois off of their debut EP, Melancholy Pneumonia.
All right, we just heard the song Heavy Cloud by the band Sugar Pill from Illinois. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off this time. I'm going to try to say a couple nice things first off, um, just to lead. Mm -hmm. So, well, actually... No, let me. So let me let me just say this first because I think this preface okay. is necessary. That is the furthest afield that we have gone on this show. We it, will never go that far afield again. Well, we don't know if we'll go that far afield again because we I'm, didn't know it was going to sound like I'm, that. I'm 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 calling it right now. Uh huh. I told you I wanted to fucking stop that mid song. Right. And we should have just come right back and be like, fuck this shit. So, so next time we get something like next that, time we're we get something veto. like that, we are we are immediately fucking cutting that short. Okay. Because that was... Anyway, go ahead and finish. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was the furthest afield that we have gone on this show. Um, guys, that is not punk or hardcore adjacent in pretty much any sense, other than the fact that I looked at the picture and one of you guys has little plugs in your ears. That's about... I mean, maybe you guys are punk and hardcore adjacent, right? But the music certainly was not. I play in a couple bands with dudes who are dyed-in-the-wool hardcore guys, that are not anywhere close to a hardcore band. So let's understand the difference between being a person of punk and hardcore pedigree playing non-punk and hardcore music and being a punk and hardcore adjacent band. That said, for the music that you guys were playing, on a technical level, well executed, uh, there were a couple chord changes in there that kind of sounded like um, Japanese city pop, kind of jazz fusion-y stuff that I really enjoy. Um, and that's about the only nice thing that I can say about this. Uh, this was closer to Jason Mraz than it is to anything resembling punk or hardcore. I would have trouble imagining this occupying spaces with punk and hardcore of any type, except for the fact that perhaps your guys, you guys are in that world and, and might get shows on punk and hardcore bills because of that fact but sonically there's there's nothing punk and, har and hardcore about this um i would expect to hear this played on the radio at forever 21 um far before i would ever expect to hear it at a show that yeah. i attend willingly yeah. um this is for all intents and purposes pop music again i say that in uh, with without trying to make that term loaded you know, if you like pop music, that's fine. There's some pop music that I enjoy. Uh, most of it I don't. Either way, however you feel about it, this is essentially pop music, right? This is not even as alternative as a band like Dive or Craft Spells or, or the poppier iterations of indie rock that are out right now. This is just basically pop with guitars. This is not that far removed from fucking... 21 pilots to me you know this is this is horse shit right that you would hear over the pa in the fucking mall that's what i'm saying yeah at forever right? 21 right and then yes you go like this is the kind of music that like when you step into the shitter at the mall and i've been in the mall in a while and uh -huh. i haven't been to the shitter at the mall in an even longer while <laughs> right uh -huh. but when you step into the shitter at the mall and you could finally hear the pa a little clearer right you're like fuck me yeah and you think I can't believe people actually sat down and wrote this song and practiced it and said, good job, guys. <laughs> right, This right. is a great song. Yes. Let's put this one out there. Yeah, this is cell phone commercial music. It, it, it is beyond abysmal. Yeah. What, like, my question to you is, what are your aspirations with this? Right. 
You know what I mean? Right. Because to me, maybe it's just my crass, cynical worldview speaking here. But when I hear music that sounds like this, I can only imagine that your aspirations are commercial success. I, I cannot believe it's real. I cannot believe there's anything real about that. Right. If I, I didn't recognize a single reference that you mentioned in terms of that. This, this sure. stuff is so, like, sonically offensive to me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I laid in really hard on, like, uh, Flag Bear a couple weeks ago, saying that that was the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Right. And indeed it was. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But, like, at least there's, like, at least there's a there's a, an ethos I can relate to right. in the production of it. Sure. This is fucking alien music for alien fucking weirdos. Right, right. This is infinite fucking alternative er- ver- versions of Earth weirdo fucking music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine a brain that listens to that and thinks, yep, this is good. <laughs> right, yes. And if they're, I'm sure they're out there, and uh-huh. I want nothing to do with those people. I want nothing to do with those brains. If I booked a fucking show uh-huh. and this band played, uh-huh. I'd think, okay, they're joking. Right? They're fucking joking, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, and then 30 seconds goes by, and people are kind of, like, looking at each other. Right. Hmm. Kids are getting fucking bummed. Yeah. People aren't, this isn't, you know, like, you know, you put it on, you put it on some fucking, like, poppy show that you're booking. Sure. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, there's a the first song. All right, second song, joke's over, right? They're right. going to fucking hit a pedal. There's going to be some distortion, right? They're going to go... Uh-huh. It, it, suddenly, they're going to sound like, you know, fucking Blue Album Weezer or something. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Nope. And it goes back into this. I swear to God, I tell them to stop. <laughs> that, I would pay to see that. That's I, worth it, the price of admission. It, it is as offensive to me as a band that would get up and, like, just, like, sneak onto a show... Uh-huh. And then just fucking have a bunch of songs about, you know, the blacks and stuff like that. I knew you were going to fucking say it. I knew, right? I knew you were going to com- I, say I, this I, was I, as bad as racism. I would immediately... Ca- <laughs> I'm not saying it's as bad as racism. I'm not saying it's as bad as racism. You just said. No, 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 no. Sonically. Oh, sonically. Sonically. The, the offense to this offends yeah, yeah, yeah. me in like, the same way <laughs> that like a band that would sneak onto a show just so they can espouse some bullshit fucking political angle, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, nope, get the fuck out. You're done. If if this band played a show that I booked because I had some poppy bands or something, sure, I was like, well, you know, I'm not gonna throw a grind band on there because that's just so I like diversity in shows, but that's just totally out the fucking out of left field, right? Right. If this band snuck on there, mm-hmm. I would tell them to stop. <laughs> like I said, that would be worth the price. Of I admission. wouldn't even let them get that whole song out because four minutes in, I know you're not fucking joking anymore, <laughs> right? right? If you opened up with like a 90 second song that sounded like this, like <laughs> that's a pretty funny joke, and then the next song starts <laughs> off, right? Yeah. But this, nope, I'm killing you. I'm killing you. 120 seconds in. Right. No. What the fuck are you doing? Right. I'm gonna go and turn off the power strip. Mm-hmm. And kick them out of the fucking house. Sure. Um, yeah, so I guess my question to you guys, to, just to reiterate, is, uh, you know, what are your goals with this? And cause, Because, again, I can't imagine the goal being anything other than commercial success, because I can't imagine writing this for your own pleasure. Um, in which case, more power to you. I hope that you get the 21 Pilots opening spot. Um, but that uh, that bars you from inclusion in the punk and hardcore world. Everything about that was utterly alien to me. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that whatever emotion that that music is supposed to, like, evoke in somebody mm-hmm. or evoked that. Right. I, I cannot relate to it. 
No. I, I, there, there's nothing about that that is relatable. No. That is alien music for fucking weirdos. Right, yeah. That's, that's, that's written to help sell you a Kia. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's YouTube algorithm ad music. It's, yeah. It's, the uh, heavy yeah. cloud is the stink of my shit <laughs> as I'm trying to hurry up and get out of the mall bathroom <laughs> so that I don't have to listen to that bullshit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think we said everything that we can about that. Uh, sorry to shit on you so hard, guys. Um, your your email was nice. You seem like nice fellows. If that if that's the best you can say. Yeah, if that's the best that you can say, then that means you can't say shit good about the music, man. Nope. Anytime it's, somebody leads with their nice guys or their nice people, whatever, it's uh, bad news for the music. If you guys are in a ripping hardcore band, send it in. Um, and if you are in a ripping hardcore band, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And otherwise, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yep, yep. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, as good a place to to end our our discussion of sugar pill as any. Sorry, guys. Let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. I guess fate had to give us had to give us something that we didn't Oof, like. Boy, was that bad. You know right? what I mean? Two. All right. So two, I think, is uh, probably back on track. Two is tortured skull. Um, the Bandcamp is torturedskullma.bandcamp.com. Yeah, we, we already like Tortured Skull, so I imagine that these... I'm sure we'll like this. I'm sure that these new songs will be good. The art's Maybe, on point. Who knows? Who who knows, but probably we will. I honestly, I no matter what that last band I thought was going to sound like, I could not have predicted that it was going to sound like that. Right, yeah, I think that it's... it's I, you know, I, I was thinking like a bit poppier... Fuzzed out guitars. Sure, sure. I just can't stop thinking about how fucking bad it was. My <laughs> brain is reeling right now. Yeah, I think that triggered like some latent trust issues. In fucking there. hell, it sure did. <laughs> I'm like flinching right now <laughs> right. as I type in Torture Skull because I'm thinking, fuck, don't, don't, don't fucking do that again. Right? Right. Yeah. Fuck, it was like oxygen deprivation in my brain. I'm like recovering right now. <laughs> Well, hopefully, uh, Tortured Skull will reoxygenate your brain. Yeah. Um, this is a two-song promo, I believe, or a demo, uh, maybe for an upcoming EP. This is EP. the Portentious Ruination. Yeah, yeah, Portentious Ru- Ruination demo. Uh, it's two songs, Beneath the Waters and Death Season. Um, I don't imagine they're fucking around with two songs, so let's just go ahead and listen to the first to- song off of this. Okay. Uh, so we're going to hear Beneath the Waters by Tortured Skull off of their Portentious, uh, Portentious Ruination demo.
All right, we just heard the song Beneath the Waters by Tortured Skull off of their Pretentious Ruination demo. Um, and let me just say, that's more like it. Hmm. Sugar Pill, take note. If you want to write good music, write music like that. <laughs> For Until sure. then, enjoy kissing grannies and the shitter at the mall because <laughs> you suck. Uh, that was like fucking, that was oxygen to my brain after being strangled to get to death right. by the mendacity of Sugar Pill. <laughs> right, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Torture Skull. I actually like that a lot better than the previous stuff. Yeah. And same. I like the previous stuff, but this stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a real shame that we'll never get to Western Mass to see you guys live and pick up one of those tapes. Boy, Indeed. it's a real shame that I'll never hold one of those tapes in my hand. <laughs> it is. I w- if um, only we could just get get a hold of only, them somehow. If only Western Mass wasn't so far away. Right. And we could see them live and get one of those tapes, it would be the best. Yeah, if if, if we could if you could have a copy and I had a, and we I also and we bought had a copy, copies. we had the two copies. The artwork is of really them. nice. Yeah. I mean, I will definitely buy the the full length or whatever that's oh, yeah, coming yeah, out with this sure. on, but man, I would I would really like to say I could see you guys live and, and have one of those tapes, but yeah. uh, I guess that's just a dream too far. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, Right off the bat, damn Buster vocals. Yep. Right yep. with the fucking reverb on it. Oh yeah, come on. I was. In... That's the only time that you can get away with four or five oofs in a song. Right. Is with that fucking reverb. Right for sure. Right. And like the breakdown in the middle. Oh my god. Reminded so me of like you know eighty five to eighty seven Slayer. Yep. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Where can you go wrong with that? Right. I mean, anytime, anytime that you're drawing from Rain and Blood. Right. I mean, that's the best metal album ever written. Sure. If you ask me, I'll stand by that 100%. Right. I, I had that tape stuck in my tape deck for more than a year in my first car, mm-hmm. and I never turned the fucking stereo off. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's infinitely re listenable. Right. Yes. Anytime that I'm, I'm hearing elements of that era mm-hmm. in the music, I'm fucking 100% sold. Yeah. Yep. I was sold on this from, from Jump. Again, the, the, uh, the Tom Warrior, ooh, right up top. Uh, perfectly executed, perfectly delivered. Yeah, that was that was that was perfect. That was it was a that was a perfect song. Under three minutes long, as you mentioned, that fucking break was so good, so catchy. Both of us audibly went, "Oh yeah!" when that came in. Yep. Yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, as as Nathan, I really liked the last um, tortured skull stuff, but I loved this stuff. This was really really good. It was a step up. Um, I think actually in our correspondence with uh, Shane, who plays guitar in this band, he submitted the stuff originally. And then after we premiered the episode, I think that we said uh, we really liked it, but it could have been more ripping. And I think he responded, uh, upon review, I agree, it could have been more ripping. Yeah. Well, uh, this was ripping. This was more ripping. Yeah. And like I said, no shade. I really did like the last stuff a lot, but I really loved this. This is... um, this yo, this is two things that I've heard on this episode now that have uh, have now entered the race for some of my favorite things that I've heard this year. Yeah, I mean this is really really good. Um, you know what the one thing I've heard this year that is probably the worst thing I've heard this year. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Sugar pill <laughs> with heavy cloud. <laughs> you really think that's the worst thing you've heard? That's this one year? of the worst things I've heard this year. Okay, it's one of the worst things. I'll put it to you this way: it's one of the worst things that I I listened to the entirety of this year. Okay, sure, sure, I can I can roll with that. Right. For sure, yeah, mm-hmm. right. That I purposely subjected myself right. to. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like I heard a dog dying in the alley the other day. <laughs> Sounded awful. It was gurgling yelps, and I could hear its pain. And I just <laughs> walked away and stopped listening to it because uh, I didn't want to hear that poor sucker wail and suffer anymore. Right. right. Yeah. 
I'm assuming, uh-huh. you know, but uh, it might be fine. But I, you know, <laughs> that 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 sugar pill was. Ugh, I'm I'm fucking shaking from that. <laughs> well, we've got time for for one more. Okay. So let's let's hope that it's as good as this tortured skull stuff, so that we can uh, we can fully purge the I, trauma <laughs> of sugar pill I, from I, your I brain. Can, I can go to bed dreaming of of crucified goats and <laughs> and, and sundered wombs instead of kissing grannies in the mall shitter. <laughs> Yo, that's the name of the episode right there. Kissing grannies in the mall shitter. I think we just discovered it. Usually I have to go back and listen to it before I get an idea. That's the one? That's the one right there. Okay. Let's roll the dice one more time and see what we got. Six. All right, so six six looks like something that we, we should enjoy. Um, this was sent to us by Meyer. Um, he generally sends us things we like. It's Alien Birth. Um, it's uh, alienbirth.bandcamp.com. The record is a self-titled cassette that just came out uh, about a week ago. Six songs. Um, the art is fucking awesome. It looks yeah. It's a toad in a toad, right? Holding a lantern, right? Yeah. It's... Now that you're gonna have to look up for yourself. Right. But trust <laughs> me, it's a, it's a fucking toad in a toad holding mm-hmm. a lantern. They're from Philly. Um, Philly has been consistently putting out good music for about as long as I can remember. There's a recent wave of sort of weirdo punk hardcore adjacent stuff that's been coming out that I've mm-hmm. enjoyed pretty much all of. Um, that Blueprint band from Philly that we played a few episodes ago was really cool. There's a lot of good shit coming out of there right now. And uh, by all appearances, this looks like it will probably uh, also be, be be rad. Um, th- their, their band description is really promising. Bonkus of the Conkus. Bonkus of the Conkus. Yeah, like, that's that. right. That To me, that tells me so much about... At least the people making this music. The hard K and the us is always a, is always a winner. Right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Bonk, bonkus of the Conkus right. tells me that I think I would get along with these people. Yeah. Um, what, to, uh, what do we want to listen to? What song do we want to listen to? Um, There's six of them. Let's there. listen to uh, the end, end of the Night. End of the Night? Either that or Paranoid. Um, let's do Paranoid because okay. End of the Night's the second to last song. Paranoid's right in the middle of the release. Okay. I don't know. That's that's actually pretty arbitrary, but fuck yeah. it, why not? <laughs> if we if we like it enough, we'll listen to both of them. Okay. Um so we're gonna listen to Paranoid by Alien Birth off of their self titled cassette.
just heard the song Paranoid by Alien Birth off of their self-titled cassette. Hey. I like that. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, catchy, hardcore with weirdo vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, it fits the name. Yeah, You know sure. what I mean? Yep. That's the only thing that made that like weirdo bonkus is uh, the vocals. Right. Otherwise, that's just really catchy, hardcore. Sure. I will say that when it f- when I first heard the, the singer... Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it was so buried so low in the mix, and he was kind of like mono, it was like a monotone delivery. I, I think it sounded like a, like a like a dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there I think there is a dude and a woman singing in this band. Right. Yeah. So when I first heard like the lower voice uh-huh. at first, and it was so buried in the mix. Yeah. I got really excited because it sounded like it to me. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounded like Kim Deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like doing a, a like a monotone like spoken delivery right. underneath all that, and I was like, oh, now that sounds good. Yeah. Right. Mix. Mix out cold with the breeders. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that sounds like a good mix to me. Sure. Um, I would have liked it better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got no problem with that. No, it was really good. Um, I think, so there's a really interesting thing happening right now that is, in in my opinion, been kind of a long time coming and actually kind of happened in that first wave of of hardcore, um, but never really came to fruition in the way that I think it could have. Um, and that is sort of like the melding of post-punk and hardcore. Mm. Um, and so some of the bands, so you had the first wave of hardcore bands and some of them went metal and to disastrous results. Right. Um, and, but then a few of them kind of leaned into post-punky stuff like Government Issue. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the Government Issue post-punk stuff is, is actually really cool. Um, and less so because they're not a hardcore band per se, but like Blitz, you know, like Second Empire Justice very much leaned into like punk and new wave stuff. And so I think those two worlds, um, especially the weirder end of post-punk, it meshes really well with hardcore because post-punk, in essence, is sort of like a bare-bones, stripped-down reinterpretation of the punk formula. Um, And hardcore is the exact same thing, just kind of on the other end of the sonic spectrum. Um, So mashing those two things together makes a lot of sense to me. At times, this felt like... um, like the vocalist of the fucking gun club singing for yeah. a hardcore band, right? Like yeah. there was there, there was like weird, even like birthday party elements in the vocal delivery sometimes. Um, and I've started to see this occurring a lot more frequently and I'm, I'm stoked because to me, those two things have always been, I mean, those are, those have always been sort of cornerstones of my, my personal record collection and my tastes. I gravitate towards those two things again for very similar reasons is that they're plays on the punk formula that are very sparse and stripped back and direct into the point. And I really enjoy that about them. Um, so yeah, seeing, seeing those two worlds come together and in, in, in some of these more recent bands is really cool. Um, but yeah, but then again, this isn't, uh, this isn't a world away from a band like Gag or something like that. You no, know what I mean? This really. isn't the lineage of that. It, it would fit right on the bill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it'd fit right in bill and I'd buy that. Yeah, I would, I would 100% buy that. I'd buy that. I'd book it at the house. If you want to play, uh, play Indiana, holler at me. Um, I also want to know who did the artwork. It's the, really good. The, the, the last release has the same art. Yeah. Drippy and the name also drippy tunes. Great. Yeah. Drippy tunes. Um, yeah, I really dig the art. So put, put whoever did the album art on your band camp, folks. I really fucking dig that. I would, I would commission the shit out of that person to do like a t-shirt or something if yeah. I knew who they were. Um, if it's somebody in the band, then shout out. If not, let us know who it is because, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to hire them to do cool things. Um, Yo, I think that's I think that's six bands we got through, okay. and we we were five for six tonight on shit five that we six, liked. But boy, <laughs> it's almost like it was balanced out by how much we oh, disliked sugar fuck. pill. It's, that that sugar pill stuff was a singularity of shit to me. It's gravitation. <laughs> I, I almost can't escape its gravitational pull right now. 
every time every time I reflect on it, right. I get a, a, a sinking feeling of dread. Is this <laughs> is this the real world? I'm thinking to myself as I hear that music. Right. Um, well, you know, I I will point this out. Uh, veering away from the from from sugar pill for a moment, and instead focusing on the stuff that we liked. I gotta say, I much prefer episodes where we like everything or most everything. I you feel know? better. I feel much better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it makes for better, uh, better radio or not. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but as far as just my personal experience goes, I can't tell you how much more I enjoy it and and how much better I feel walking away from these sessions when I go, "Wow, I heard a lot of stuff that I like tonight. I'm gonna go buy some records," as opposed to. Jesus Christ, why are so many people starting bands? Yeah, for real. Because that's what I feel when we do an episode where we hate everything, is just like, yo, is it, how are you doing? Why are you doing this? How are you doing it? How is nobody checking you on this? How is no? How are how none are of you your che- friends telling checking you? Checking yourself. Have you never heard music? Right. Hey, yeah, just put, just A, B it to something that you like. Right. Could it exist in the same room? No? Then, then go fucking refine it until it, do- it could. You right. know what I mean? Right. But then there's also just like matters of taste and subjective taste because a band like what you, what you might call it, um, fucking that band that you really hated, um, Flagbear. Yeah, Flagbear. Right. That could exist in the same rooms with the bands that they're aping. It's just that that entire scene to me could it just shouldn't exist. Be put on a boat, just fucking right. You know, driven out to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean right. and nuked. Right. So that sometimes it's just a matter of subjective subjective taste and i acknowledge that but then there are some things that pop up on here that i'm just like look i don't care what you're going for you just aren't attaining it like you i encourage anybody who is starting a band if you're just doing it for fun that's totally fucking fine more power to you but if you're going to put things out and if you want people to like what you're doing, if that's, it's, if that's part of the equation, that you hope that people enjoy what you're doing and that you can share spaces with bands that you enjoy, it's a simple process. Just listen to what you did next to the things that the bands you like are doing. And if they don't sound on par with one another, then go back to the fucking drawing board. That's all there is to it. It's really fucking simple. And if you don't feel like you have the ear to do it, find your most honest friend and ask him to do it for you. There you go. That's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, we didn't have to deal with that. Because even the band that we deeply hated on this episode, they were executing what they were going for really well. It's just I that suppose. what they were going for was yeah really, really offensive. Really fucking... And, and you know what? I have to say, mm-hmm. thanks for the submission, but come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'll happily listen to it. Sure. Well, not happily. I mean, we'll happily accept it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. But come on. Right. You knew. Maybe not. You had to know. Maybe they haven't listened to, uh, maybe they haven't really listened to the podcast. Maybe and, they and, just and, know and, about the premise. And so it's, 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 then it comes from the same place as something like um, um, One Minute Run. Right. Right, you know? right, right. Whereas, like, they just, they may have just discovered that the podcast exists and thought, oh, this is a good way to get our let's, music out to people. Let's try Come on. Right. Well, hey, yo, again, the listenership at this point is wide enough that I bet there's one person who, who listened to this episode that liked that band. Well, I bet, I bet stop listening. <laughs> Whoever you are, you are formally banned from listening to this again. We have no way to enforce that, but trust us, if, you, if we find out who you are, if you're still listening, there will be consequences. And we got a hotline. If you know anybody that liked that, oh yeah, <laughs> we are not, snitch. wait, wait, snitch. No, 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 no
I cannot in good conscience hey, encourage we're not the snitching. Pigs. What? We're not cops. I'm not. It's not that's like, cop behavior, though. It's 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 not cop behavior. I don't know. It's encouraging no, snitching. No, no. It's making the place a better planet. Making cleaning <laughs> up this place. It's not cop behavior. Cops ain't making anything better. They think they are. No, they don't. Sometimes. No, they don't. They're just in it for the fucking kicks. They want to fucking stick the boots to somebody. They get into it because you know they like pu- pushing people around. Uh-huh. There's trust me. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's certainly the case right. in a lot of instances. The, the yeah. fucking the the fucking hero cop horseshit. Come on. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I fucking hate cops more than almost anybody that you could you could ever hope to meet. So you're you're, you're preaching to the choir on that. All I'm saying is I don't know if I can in good conscience encourage snitching. <laughs> but well, I'm all I'm saying is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like clean you up. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. As a euphemism, I'm right. just gonna say okay. Well, that we know you're not allowed to listen to this fucking show anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. And if we get wind of it, uh-huh. well, I might have to roll a dice on your fucking ass and see what happens. <laughs> well, on that uh, on that note, I think we have a few messages on the on the voicemail this week. So let's listen to those real quick and then wrap it up. Okay. All right. Oh, we got some new Patreon shit too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll shout those out at the end. Yo, this message is for the catfish cuck and dreary colors McGee. I would be extremely fucking cautious who you talk shit on. Because I will not hesitate to drive to Indiana and shoot my nut all over your faces. <laughs> well, okay. All right. That's the type of energy I'd like. I'd uh, like to I'm, see more I'm into of. That. That's a that's a that's a born against call callback too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, born against. You better be extremely cautious who you talk shit about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I, have we we've talked about the born against uh, sick of it all radio thing on the show, haven't we? I think we did on the Patreon episodes. Uh, oh, did we talk? Yeah, uh, we maybe talked about it on the Patreon episode. So if you're if you're a younger listener and you're not familiar with that, uh, you can find it on YouTube. There is. A, in, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful moments in hardcore history, um, Sick of It All and uh, the band Born Against, discussing the uh, pros and cons and the ethics of having one's record um, in in mainstream record stores and having specifically the uh, the ethics of having it edited so that it may be put out to more mainstream record stores and the... Uh, it gets a little bit. It, it gets a little bit heated. Yeah, it's really, really fucking good. It's a, it's a momentous occasion in hardcore history that everybody should be familiar with. Sam McFeeder is calling into the Phil Donahue show. Oh yeah, that's a good very one good too. too. That is also a good one. There, yo, you know what? That's a Patreon episode right there. Is like punk and hardcore moments in mainstream media oh, crossover yeah. like yeah. you know like new i guess i think there was like the new york hardcore phil donahue episode uh-huh. and like all gg allen G- right sure there plasmatics dude there are so many good ones yeah. that's that's a good patreon episode idea we'll bank that one for next time um all right i think we got two more messages let's listen to those real quick the catfish cup <laughs> yo yo this is aj part-time listener actually full-time listener part-time caller uh this is well, I got one for Nate and one for Gray. First, Nate, this is the important question I have to ask you. Kill, fuck, Mary. We got Prissy, I think, that screamo shit band, that Foo Fighters knockoff that you hated, and Absence of Mind. You got to tell us who you'll kill, who you fuck, and who you marry. And Gray, we got another one. This is also a kill, fuck, Mary, but this one relates to more so... I guess it relates to the bands of sorts. Kill that dude who always calls with the random shit and tries to threaten you. 
or any, actually, yeah, kill fuck Mary, a random shit talker, the best band on the podcast, Protocol, and the worst band on the podcast, Absence of Mind. Let's see what you guys got. All right, I love a good game of Kill Fuck Mary. Yeah. So Nate, your Kill Fuck Mary was uh, a one minute run. Mm-hmm. Prissy, and uh, and what was the other one that he said? Absence of absence mind. of mind. Right. Right. Okay. So what do you got? <sighs> Jeez, I just fucking kill them all. <laughs> that's not an that's not an option. That's not the game. I know. The, 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 you know what I mean? The premise of the game is that you're forced to choose. It's like, would you rather? It's not the, the game's not fun unless you choose. Yeah. I can do mine first if you uh, need a moment I, to I think. I got it. So. Okay. Fuck Prissy. Uh-huh. Because it's quick. Right. Get it out of the way. <laughs> true, true, true. Good point. Done. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Kill absence of mine. Okay. And marry one minute run because mm-hmm. they're gonna make that radio money. <laughs> there you go. That's I, I was hoping that you were going there with that. Okay, so I would say obviously marry protocol. Mm. You you don't think so? Maybe fuck them. Maybe fuck them. But not maybe not marry them. But then I have to marry either random shit talker or absence of mind. Do you want to marry a rabid dog? No. Yeah, Not necessarily, see. but this is this is that's true. I, yeah, this is my feeling. I'm I'm not going to step on your shit. I'll yeah. let you. Go. <laughs> this is my feeling. I I say Mary Protocol because I like him. I like that. I I, I like a I like a left of center partner. You know okay. what I mean? Somebody who's a little out of the ordinary. Maybe got a little umph to him. Yeah. You know, I dated a Bulgarian woman for years. She was kind of like a rabid dog yeah. in in some senses. Yeah. That's fine. So I would say Mary Protocol. Um, kill the random shit talker. Uh, because you can always replace them. There's more. They come yeah. out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, and then fuck absence of mind because, yo, have you read that dude's lyrics? That's true. I'll fuck the devil's whore. That's right. That motherfucker's a freak. Yeah, uh, you, you got a point. <laughs> that motherfucker's a freak. He, he's going to get down in the bedroom. That's true. So I would say definitely fuck absence of mind. Right. Um, I think we got one more message. Let's see okay. what's up. That was a good one, though. I, I, enjoy, I, I genuinely enjoy a good kill fuck Mary session. From dream to dream. We have always been like an ever-flowing stream. <laughs> so that was that was our homie Jeff again. Once again, yep, bringing it up with the dismember yep. reference. Yep, the the uh, like an ever-flowing stream reference. A uh, well, there was there was a fair amount of uh, of good death metal talk on this episode. Yeah, um, if if you want some good death metal, go uh, go visit listen like an ever-flowing stream by dismember. De- listen to any dismember album. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I now that's a bit that I hope is recurring is is Jeff, Jeff calling, calling in, in and, and making res- a, obscure metal references, right, exciting classic metal references. I'm into that. Yeah, because we got Hellhammer the first time, right. we got Dismember this time. Right, I fuck with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, it's always good to hear Jeff's voice because he's the fucking man. Um, so on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll do some uh, quick housekeeping because we got a few new Patreon uh, subscribers. One at the ten dollar tier. So God bless you. Holy smokes! Yeah, we got uh, which which reminds us. We gotta get. We gotta get, we gotta on, get on it. We gotta get on it. We only have a few ten dollars subscribers, so we're not letting down more than like five people by not sending yeah, those tapes. Yeah, they're out, very but generous. We gotta get on it. Yeah, I agree. So we've got a new ten dollars subscriber, uh, Will Hereford. Yo, thank you, Will. That's fucking dope. Um, we've got Alexander Lesher. Uh, Alex Lesher is a is a fucking legend. <laughs> um, played in played in some bands. He used to play in Lit Golden Sky. Um, he is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire fucking life. 
Um, if he is to belie- be believed, this is the only Patreon he's ever donated to. I'm not sure if that's true because with uh, Alex, it's very hard to parse the truth from fiction, which is how he likes it. Mm-hmm. I knew him originally as the guy who would come to every show dressed in a uh, a button down with a tie mm-hmm. for no particular reason. He's one of the most like accomplished trolls that I have ever met in my entire life. Because he lives it. Right, he fully lives it. Right. While at the same time being like, one of the like funniest and like nicest dudes that I've ever met too. Alex rules. So you know, thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. The, the way he actually subscribed to the Patreon is he hit me up and said, um, asked if I had heard the La Pistola seven inch, and I was like, actually, we covered the La Pistola seven inch on one of the Patreon episodes. And uh, he was like, holy shit, I didn't think anybody else knew about that. And I was like, well, Nate knew about it because he saw him in, like, 1997. He was like, I also saw them in 1997 in PA. So y'all might have been at the same show. Might have been at the same show. Uh, Then we've got John Fett. John Fett is a uh, a homie of ours. He is a patron of the arts in general. That's a dude who has been coming to virtually every show in Fort Wayne uh, for the last decade, pretty much. I, I scarcely see him miss a show he's got a kid and a, and, and a wife now makes it a little bit uh, tougher to get out of the house um but he still supports pretty pretty relentlessly yeah um one of the one of the better dudes that i've had the, the pleasure of knowing in my life so th- shout out to john and then we have got callum jameson um n- another five dollar subscriber we love to see that five dollar and up tier because you get that good bonus content um which might be a little bit late this week um we might get it out on like m- pro- well, it'll probably come out on tuesday this yeah. week um, because I've got to show up my house tonight, so it's already going to be a pain in the ass just to edit this and get this up in time. And so, yeah, let alone record an entire fucking Patreon episode and get that shit up too. But it'll, it'll be out sometime this week. So shout out to everybody who donates to the Patreon, um, and shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. It's dope. Uh, the the listenership has has continued to sort of gradually increase. Um, I kind of I put a shout out on social media, and there are a few people I need to get back to still on that. So if I haven't hollered back at you yet, I'm sorry. I've just had a busy fucking few days, started a new job, got to show at my house, all this shit. Um, but uh, if you're interested in sponsorship, we can discuss it. I don't have anything uh, necessarily concrete in mind yet as far as rates or anything like that. But you know. Um, a ton of y'all run like independent small businesses and shit and uh there's a potential for crossover with with our listenership so you know we got a lot of 21 to 35 year old people into punk and hardcore who might also be into you know vegan snacks who fucking knows who knows so hit us up if you're interested in that and uh hit us up with music always at demo listen podcast at gmail.com if you do want to contribute to the patreon it's just patreon.com slash demo listen podcast and if you want to call and leave us a message, it's 260-222-8341. If you like the show, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choice is to counteract uh, the many people that we upset who will probably continue to leave one-star reviews. Um, and, yeah. I, we, I, I can expect at least one this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or four, if all, if all four of the members As of the I said, at least one. At least one, we'll right. get at least one one-star review this week. Right. I might, I might send them, I might even send them a little email of warning and say, hey, guys, thanks for the submission. Um, just know that when I... You know I, what? Let them discover it. <laughs> let, them, let them get it. I see. We've, I've done that before, and it's been funny because a band retweeted the, the, the tweet. Yeah. And then they unretweeted it once yeah. they listened to the episode, <laughs> <laughs> which was really fucking good. Um, but yeah, yo, thank you to, uh, to everybody for tuning in. Um, sorry to sugar pill, but that's what you get for sending that to us. And, uh, shout out to all the other bands this week. Uh, everything we heard was good. Let's, uh, let's hope next week is, uh, as kind to us. Peace.